0: Use promo code MADNESS50. That's MADNESS50 to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today.
1: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and, of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher Sean Callahan.
0: Hello and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Ron Washett, Nate Klaus. Guys, um, I don't know, it, it just has this feel as we sit here uh, as the count Memorial Day weekend. By the way, it doesn't even feel like it's hard to believe we are at Memorial Day weekend, um, which usually is one of my favorite holidays because you're at the pool having some barbecuing, and a few brewskis, um, but a big vote obviously took place this week, and we're going to learn more Friday after the SEC. But June 1st, um, you know, a lot of people in the college football Power Five world are, are moving forward with this June 1st narrative that uh, organized workouts can begin. And, and really, this is the first step. I mean, I think if you can successfully get the Power Five to all begin. Organized team activities by June 1, following state guidelines, meaning groups of 10, when they can be grown to 15, 20, whatever, Uh, but follow the state guidelines. Um, You know, I, I think this will pave the way. Uh, to at least getting a season that might start on time Um, we don't know about the fan situation that's a whole nother argument Um, but at least the the football portion of it um, if they can start this up June 1 um, it will be very interesting
2: yeah I mean that's about as good of a time frame as you could possibly ask for all things considered the fact that um, that is ample opportunity for teams to not only play but get ready to actually have a quality product where guys are actually practicing together and um, you know becoming a, a team once again after an extended layoff and um you know obviously there's a lot of layers involved here even just from a state to state basis but the more and more schools you see publicly uh, commit to planning on opening you know if not June 1st, but the first week of June, um, that is building optimism by the day. I mean, Ohio state's coming out and saying we're starting June 8th, Miami and Notre Dame are saying we fully plan on playing football this season. Uh, you know, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh said, we've never even thought about not playing football this year. Uh, the sec obviously has been, uh, pioneers, so to speak in leading the charge back to football. So, uh, that is, uh, some pretty substantial players in the college football universe that all seem to be on the same page that, Football is going to happen, but now the issue is what will it look like in 2020? I mean, as far as not only fans, but you know, adjusted schedules and uh, travel issues. And so there's a lot of layers to it, but like you said getting that first step of getting teams back together on campuses, working out uh, is critical in actually getting the ball rolling.
1: Yeah, I, I think this whole thing is, you know, in terms of the process of making making it back and getting back at it, I think it's just a, kind of a follow-the-leader type of deal. I think it, it's going to be kind of a domino effect where one conference, one, you know, a couple major teams, a couple you know, major conferences go ahead and say, yep, we're coming back, this is how it's going to look. Um, and then everyone else is going to kind of fall in line and and follow the leader. And then they'll get to the fans and, okay, this is what it's going to look like in the fall. This is how we're going to operate. And this is the protocol. And then I think everyone else will kind of get in line. So this is the first step and kind of getting back to normal. And, uh, you know, I know I've talked with some of the incoming uh, recruits that signed here with with Nebraska, and they're all supposed to be coming in and being in Lincoln between the 26th and June 1st. And so, um, you know, I, I think that that's, that's kind of fallen in line with what we're hearing uh, across the country, really.
0: And by doing that, it, it allows you, Nate, to um, have those guys have a few days of acclimation, and then they could start June 1 um, right away. And, you know, the first day technically of the five-week summer session, which is all online this year, is June 8th. Um, so there would be a whole week essentially before the five-week session starts, which it's kind of irrelevant this year because there won't be any classroom mm-hmm. Um, things going on. But we saw some other things this week of interest too. Notre Dame um, announced that they're going to start their semester two weeks earlier so then they can end the semester on Thanksgiving week, which, I mean, honestly, of all the things I've seen um, that are way far in advance done, that one did make sense to me. I'm like, you know what? what's the hurt of starting your semester two weeks earlier in August? I don't see any real downside to that. Um, We don't even know, though, what it would be like in November, but they're they're just assuming or kind of playing their cards that direction.
2: Right, and I think it's just schools being prepared for literally anything. And um, it's funny because there's – Notre Dame is one, but there's been a few schools that have thrown out the idea of, um, you know, basically having a condensed fall semester and then shutting down to uh, exclusively online classes for the winter. My question is, what does that do to winter sports, particularly college basketball? I mean, does that change the schedule for college basketball? Would it, I mean, if they're going the rest of the school year remote, will there be a season i mean because right now it seems like there needs to be students on campus for them to play football does that still hold true with winter and spring sports and so i'm you know obviously college basketball got the brunt of it um with the way that this thing hit back in march uh will it hit them uh on the next uh, start time around for the 2021 season so i mean there's so many layers to this thing that it it's crazy to even try to project what's going to happen
1: yeah it's one giant rabbit hole i mean trying to predict what the academic calendar is going to look like and um, you know, <laughs> what, uh, if it's going to be you know, people on campus or if it's all online or whatever, I mean, it's, it's crazy, but, um, you know, it's one step at a time. And, and I think that the good news is that, uh, you know, it's, everything's kind of trending towards slowly getting back to normal here in just a matter of weeks.
0: And what are they looking at is what we don't know. I mean, is it the hospital systems, which nationwide are in good shape right now? And can they continue to stay that way? Uh, because we're not going to stop the spread of this virus completely. I mean, it's going. People are going to get it, and I think we, we're learning more and more about who's more vulnerable, where it's happening, you know, the types of places it's happening, et cetera, and. Um, you know I read a stat that in the entire SEC footprint for example there hasn't been one death of ages 18 to 22 so um, I I think you have to be prepared that guys are going to get it and it's not the end of the world if you're a perfectly healthy athlete Um, and and what are your steps that you have to do um, to protect your team if one guy gets it
2: well and there's the also the issue of it goes beyond just the healthy 18 to 22 year old football players you're talking about older coaches you're talking about The lunch lady working the training table you're talking about the training staff uh i mean there's the the academic counselors i mean there's so many people that go into making a football team operate on the field and in the classroom uh that i think that's kind of where all these logistical issues are coming about to where uh you know yeah uh, the player demographic probably won't be hit that hard but there's a lot of other people that they're going to be in direct contact with that will and then if you play football and someone gets sick and dies you are opening yourself up for liability and lawsuits and they will be coming uh, especially with a, a big operation like you know college football
1: yeah it, it's all the hundreds of people the the support staff and the kind of the everyone behind the scenes that that make things work that you probably have to worry more about um. Yeah, I would not want to be um the a college lawyer right now or, or representing yeah. universities. Well, maybe you would. Maybe you'd be raking it in. I don't know. But <laughs> but trying to you know protect your client, so to speak, right now that would be that'd be a tall order.
0: I mean, I think it's almost a waiver process where people are going to have to say, all right, if you come, yeah. Yeah. you know, these are the risks you're to. taking. Like Disney Springs, um, which is the shopping mall connected to Walt Disney World. It's an outdoor shopping mall. Kind of like Nebraska Crossing. Uh, they have a thing now posted there. You have to wear a mask, obviously, to shop there. Um, but by coming here, you know the risk you're taking, type of thing. You acknowledge. And you are liable for this on your side of it. You were not liable if you got sick. And I think there's going to be a lot of that. And, um, you know, I, I think that's one of the things Congress and Senate are fighting for, too, is. You know, people that open businesses up and whatnot, you know, can, they're afraid to get sued mm-hmm. and you have to protect no that as well, because um, there's going to be a lot of people trying to probably do lawsuits over this. Nursing homes are going to get sued probably in places like New York, etc. And that, that is, like you said, there's a lot of money. Um, you know in, in, in that you worry about that people could, could get sued over this mm-hmm. and
2: so that you know the idea of fans coming back to stadiums anytime soon I think that's probably wishful thinking I mean just with that point being made that uh, you're gonna ask 90,000 people to sign a waiver to enter the stadium which I'm sure they would but you know that's you're at, you're just asking for trouble at that point so I think that's probably the furthest thing on the minds of uh, you know college uh Athletic administrators and conference commissioners that we're just trying to actually play the sports. And, you know, down the road, once this thing gets a little bit uh, settled, we'll start talking about bringing fans back.
1: Yeah. I mean, the fans are a huge part of college football, obviously. But I do think that. Um, you know, it would be kind of wishful thinking to, to go ahead and, and plan on, you know, <laughs> using your tickets uh, this fall or, or making it to every game and road game uh, this coming fall.
0: All right, much more to come here. Uh, you're listening to the Husker Online Show. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.